0: Tisdale says she takes men to Disneyland to break up with them. Yeah. <laughs> the men say the toughest part was having to do the Nemo submarine voyage of shame. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a bit of a stretch, but good attempt. Ashley Tisdale, is that some sort of a hot uh, part, celebrity girl I'm supposed to know? I guess, yeah. Got yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. It's an expensive breakup ticket, isn't it? Do, you Maybe. do it in line cuz they're already depressed and want to die.
2: <laughs> I hey, hate lines. I don't know about the public breakups. I know the theory behind it. I think you're I think you made a bad choice to get into a relationship if you think you need to be in public for safety or they won't go as crazy Why or something. Do you think I got to end it? Well, yeah,
1: <laughs> that's the thing. These things are not always clear, you know, at the beginning. That's the whole deal.
2: Yeah, I've I've never done I've never done that on either end. It's always been in private, but uh I'm a I, fan of
1: ghosting. Just stop returning calls till they figure it out.
2: I know a guy who uh, never would eat at Wendy's. Uh, is a good dude, but he wouldn't eat at Wendy's because his wife told him she wanted a divorce at Wendy's. Oh man! When they were eating lunch,
1: I could see that. It's just the way the brain works.
2: Something about the French fries? What do you mean? The way the brain works?
1: Well, just everything, all the visuals, the auditory, the smells. Oh, why well, you would remind you of that okay. moment? Okay. Yeah, I, I he that's meant... my
2: sympathy. I thought you meant you'd s- see why she would dump him out of Wendy's. <laughs> well, you see a lot of handsome fellows there choking only... down their triples. It's only ninety nine cents for a frosty, and everybody feels better after a frosty. Yeah, right. I would, exactly. I would be pretty unhappy if you did that to me. Don't don't do this in public, where I'm going to be clearly really upset. And, you know, and I'm in, in public and I got to drive home and just it's, it's not cool. Well, and unless you're quite young
1: and don't understand that you've been maneuvered, it's a little demeaning to understand that you've been maneuvered. Right. Well, oh, that's why we you wanted to come here. Why don't we just sit down on a. All right. Yeah, I know. I know. I uh is. It's funny that I don't know why I bring. Well, I know why it brings this to mind. But um, when our beloved Black Lab Onyx passed away, you know, it was a tough day. Y'all who, who love your pets, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and um, and then when we got our new dog, Baxter, and this is two years later, I happened to pull into the same parking space at the vet as when we put Onyx to sleep. And Judy and I realized it at the same time, and the rush of emotions was just like being drenched with water. And so, yeah. Could see the guy. I wouldn't even be able to look at a Wendy's.
2: That's interesting. I've just recently started to believe this sort of stuff. Witchcraft. You, uh, witchcraft. Yeah. Because I know you've gotten heavily into it. <laughs> and uh, human sacrifice. Right. I've right. just recently started to believe in the power of it. Light as a feather, <laughs> stiff as a board, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. What?
1: Um, Is that um, an incantation or
2: something? I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the whole triggering mechanism of a. Uh, uh, people's places and sounds and that sort of stuff and i just i just never really bought into it that much um i did have experience uh, a couple of years ago that i was at the same hospital for a checkup long after my cancer treatment and i got out of my car i parked in the parking lot that i parked at every day when i was doing radiation for several months every single day you have to go um and i was sick at the time so here's like a couple of years later i think i get out of my car and i start shuffling along not, why am I shuffling? I'm fine. Yeah. I just started walking the way I used to walk oh, when I would go to the, 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 the radiation treatments because that's the only way I could walk then. I mm-hmm. thought that was weird. So, night before last, you remember the story yesterday from me going crazy on the cookie dough. Do we? You should see our group text about it. It's still rolling. <laughs> hilarious. I gained yeah. two hey, full pounds. Hey, the hippo Jeff was hilarious, Michael. <laughs> just Glad saying. you liked it. So, night before last, I eat... We think the equivalent of a dozen and a half cookies in cookie Uh, dough. It was impressive. And I actually said to my wife yesterday, I said, I I am seriously a little troubled by that. What happened? Why did I do that? I've never done anything like that before. I've never. It's just, why did I do that? She said, you don't know why you did that. Your son, who looks like you and has the same name, had a medical procedure just like your cancer treatment And when you were a kid, you were in the hospital all the time and had to be held down to have needles put in you. You held him down while a needle was put in you, put in him. Same thing you've gone through as an adult and a child. You don't think that might have had some impact on... Uh, a a need to, like, escape or make yourself feel different or something like that. I thought, you know, that does actually kind of make some sense. That's some
1: solid analyzing right there.
2: I never even thought about it, but it makes perfectly good sense. Traumatic experiences as a child and an adult that were exactly like what he did. Right. And I played a role in it, even.
1: Right. Yeah, extra powerful. But like so many things the social justice warrior classes inflicted on us, the idea if somebody disagrees with you, you're triggered and you're going to fall apart emotionally. I mean, it's just it's just well.
2: And then the dumb. other the other side of it is I don't have to blame anybody for it. Just, well, and
1: you don't have to ask other people to alter their behavior. You're not going to have a, write an angry letter to Wendy's demanding they change their decor and get rid of the the red haired girl and maybe come up with some brunette. I mean, it's just <laughs> deal with it. That here's, guy
2: is just dealing with it. Here's where it all falls apart for me. If tonight after the A's lose, I eat 15 cookies. Right. <laughs> just because I wanted to. Um, then then the whole thing falls apart. What's the line?
1: A's got to be favorite just because they're home, but I don't even know. I have no idea. With Dave Stewart on the mound? I don't think he's with the A's anymore. Jack's a big A's. He can't name any players. I can't but, name uh, a
2: single player. Not yeah. from this decade, anyway.
1: My sister's a big A's fan, as it turns cool. out. So I'll be rooting for him. Why not? Familial cool. ties, etc.
2: Yeah, who is the favorite? Uh, the A's are a slight favorite, but I don't see a run with Dennis Eckersley coming out of the pen. You know, Sean, that's why they play the game. <laughs> I don't think he... I'm not even sure he's... The um... A's are a slight favorite, minus 140 on the money line. If you know what that means, you probably gamble too much. <laughs> yeah, yes, I do. Anyway, <laughs> where were we? But ah, Sid, ah, do you yes. believe that sort of thing? You believe that sort of thing? That, that little tale that I just spun out from my well, wife's period? Of course Ethereum? I do. No, no I absolutely. Don't know. You, you, really. You saw it. Out. I would have. Ne- I, that would have never crossed my mind in a million years. Mm. Connecting those things. Oh, I don't it know if I would have been able to connect me. the dots, but having it explained makes a lot of sense. That you went through this and you sought. You did something outside of the normal behavior to kind of self-soothe. That makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of people do that in a lot of different ways. On the other hand, I wouldn't put too much weight in that, because cookie dough is frigging
1: delicious. Right, there is that. And you just got started on the cookie dough train. Whoop, whoop,
2: it's hard to get <laughs> off.
1: Once you seriously now. I didn't have those experiences. I didn't have to, you know, do that for my child. Um, at least not recently. Um but if there were cookie dough in front of me, I'd gorge like a hog. So I don't. There's uh, the truth to both, <laughs> both explanations.
2: Yesterday at the end of uh, Henry's two-day infusion, then you know, then they take the thing out of your arm. What do you call that? The thing they got in your arm? Got um, a name? Yes. So they put it in yes, originally. It does is that also called a stint? I feel like I'm. The I think st- it might be. It might be. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, yeah. so they put that in his arm. For a on stint. Yeah. Monday morning, and then it stays in for two days, so you don't have to get jabbed twice. And they right. just tape it off and everything. Like that. One jabbing's plenty. But then it was time to take it off, and he insisted that he do it himself. And uh, so he undid the tape, and then he was like shaking and really bothered, and he yanked, pulled it out of his arm. Oh, little fellow! He, awesome. he wanted to do it himself. I don't know why, but then he was fine. Yeah, yeah. Off to the races! Wow. And so far, the medicine is really working. I'm absolutely really? amazed. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. So night great. and day difference. After the first infusion last month, he and his brother played together in ways that they hadn't played together in years. Wow. Just he hasn't been able to do that sort of thing in years. Um, it was just amazing. It's like he's a different kid.
1: Yeah. That's astounding. Is there is one more schedule? I think or? we're doing six. Six. Yeah. Oh, golly. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. Sounds like the little lad is, you know, approaching it with more and more courage, and and it's doing some good. Oh, thank good God and, for
2: modern medicine, though. That's what I got to oh, think about all kidding? the time. Or if I live in another country or different circumstances or whatever, and, and nope. you, you don't get the diagnosis and don't that, that's a kid that never goes to school and, can, and, a, and a human being that can never have a job. Right. And if this works the way it looks like it's going to work, he'll be in regular school, I hope. Um At some point, maybe even next year, and be able to work a regular job, be yeah. a regular human being. But mm-hmm. without that medical care that you couldn't get in some countries or in different eras, not a chance. He has no chance of uh, being anything other than just dependent on family or the state, right? His whole life. Right. It's incredible. Good it's to be little, born in a, America. Yeah, it's a little sobering to think. But oh, hell yeah, it it's is. Just, it's you know. And got him on the right side of it. Do you get the sense that he's connecting the dots? That oh yeah, that these un, these uncomfortable treatments lead to him being able to play with his brother oh, and lead to other good things. Absolutely, That's he knows great. the difference. He really yeah. wants to be able to go to school. He wants to be able to do all the things. He's never had a birthday party. He's he's never done all these different things that he seems brother do, and he he knows that this is, could be the difference maker.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I you know I've thought about this a lot. I haven't in a while because my kids are big, but I would have definitely lost two of my kids and maybe all three if i'd lived in the 1800s oh wow.
2: yeah oh yeah yeah just from you know, things like an ear infection or you yeah, know. they all had fairly rampant
1: infections that were life-threatening but they were dealt with
2: oh yeah it's incredible
1: yeah including you know the burst appendix and the rest of it of course your brother uh, your genetics are different than mine your brother's append- uh, appendix burst and he just gutted it out for a while <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> went to work they made him go home
1: <laughs> hilarious <sighs> wow that's some stern stuff. Uh, okay, so, hey, on a different note, you remember yesterday? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. There's the Battle of the Boulders going on in the street in San Francisco uh, where the local residents are piling boulders at the edge of the sidewalk to keep drug dealers, vicious criminal armed drug dealers, from dealing drugs uh, right next to their houses. And some activists have rode in on their unicorns and said, that's a bad thing to do including one we talked to uh, yesterday. Well, an update on that, and I hate to say it, but our guest who I declared I liked, Charming Gal. I think she's just a liar. Okay. So stay tuned for that, would ya?
0: Armstrong and Getty.
2: We um, we talked to a woman who's upset about the uh, homeless situation in San Francisco on the opposite side of the story than I'm on, and that I want homeless people gone. Where? Somewhere else. What are they supposed to do? I don't know. But I want they need the to do bums with,
1: and junkies gone. They need to do it somewhere else. And I want the truly unfortunate to get effective help. But yeah, get the bums and junkies the hell out of people's lives. And on they're our per- ruining our cities.
2: And on a particular street in San Francisco, the residents of that street had come up with the idea of putting these big, giant rocks on the sidewalk to block the drug dealers from being able to set up camp. Yeah. first, Literally set up camp.
1: Yeah, they're putting up these eight to ten foot wide tents and setting up like a chair and a desk in there, bring the drugs in, and just sell drugs out of them right next to people's houses. And so the neighbors there said that enough is enough, and they raised more than $2,000, they bought 24 boulders, about two or three feet by th- two, three or four feet. They're pretty big rocks. Um, and the city wasn't mad at them. The city said, you know, it's cool, we get it, but people, activist types, keep pushing them into the street because they don't like how you're being mean to the homeless. First, an update. Um, the city removed them and is holding them at a public works facility and working with neighbors on the cost of the rock removal, whatever that means. Um, city spokeswoman said last week the city didn't plan on moving the boulders. They're actually looking for ways to sanction them, but it... Um, and and the uh, who's this uh who is this guy what's a public works director Mohammed nuru said he agrees with the neighbors approach and that their initiative to protect their neighborhood was a great partnership with the city but it was a temporary fix and we got to do something about the rocks and the neighbors are thinking maybe we need bigger boulders or i don't know this has all gotten crazy because they just tried to defend their homes
2: well one of the arguments of the lady we talked to yesterday and others said well it's you know it's Uh, It's inconvenient for walking down the sidewalk with the boulders there. Yeah, you know what else is inconvenient for walking down the sidewalk? Freaking junkies laying everywhere and human poop. That's pretty inconvenient too. Well, and the claim has been made that it uh, prevents the wheelchairs from
1: going down the sidewalk. Well, I have uh, seen. I haven't actually visited the scene, but I just saw pictures of the boulders from a number of different angles. There, uh, can you picture a city sidewalk that has the sidewalk part? Then it has like an extra part that's interrupted by a tree here, then a little open space, and then another tree, and then another tree. It's in that outer part of the sidewalk where people never walk. It's decorative. And so that was a lie. And, you know, we talked to Danielle Baskin, uh, an artist, and I tell you what, my th- my fear going into the interview, although she was a charming woman and ask more her than what willing... Kind of,
2: should I ask her what kind of art? Painting's um, Painting's okay. Um, uh, playing a musical instrument, writing, but if it's like, you know... Is
1: there any specific kind of art that you would reject as an art form, Jack? I'm thinking if it's pottery, I'm not going to listen to her. Okay. <laughs> All right. I thought you were going to unleash your usual anti-modern art screed. Oh, God, yeah. Well, are she's you ac- She's actually a very impressive and creative person. Hmm. On the other hand, my fear going into the interview is a savvy media professional. which well, she's also a very, very good self-promoter. Her, and and you have to be, if you're an artist or creative person, you've got to be a self-promoter, and she's quite good at it. And I feared, okay, this is a gal who just took a stand so she could get in the newspaper and on the air. Mm. And that's becoming more and more clear that that's the case. Well, um, and she clearly has never been there and never seen what she's talking about. Because it's uh, it's utterly fictional to say okay. that a wheelchair couldn't roll down the sidewalk. That's ex- not
2: true. That would explain her... um The way she acted, because I was a little confused by that, but now it makes sense. She didn't seem actually like invested, like actually bothered. It was just kind of all fun. And I thought, why aren't you not more? Well, Well, it's because it was just an attempt to get on the air. And however it turns out, I don't care. I've accomplished the part I wanted to accomplish.
1: Well, and the whole, you know, it doesn't, it does nothing to solve the homelessness problem in San Francisco. And I, I put it to her, you can't ask those homeowners to solve the problem of homelessness in the Bay Area. They're just trying to keep the junkies off their doorsteps.
2: Although, well, I guess, yeah, but,
1: you know, okay, all right.
2: She's just one spokesperson right? that well, got One of many attention. of that opinion. Yeah, there yeah. are a lot of other people to agree with her. She didn't make up the idea. And it reminds me of what happened in Los Angeles when there was a certain area where people were putting giant planters out in front of their businesses so the homeless people couldn't. Hang out there. Right, same idea. And the city decided, no, that's illegal. You can't just decide to put a giant planter in your sidewalk. But people can live on the sidewalk in front of my business. Right, they can set up a tent, take craps, shoot up, or throw up
1: a tent and deal drugs, but you can't put up a planter. And that is the great Armstrong and Getty stance on the the bum explosion, is the city fathers. We actually got a great email about this. I had to read it to you. Your city fathers and mothers must put the needs of the taxpayers and the residents and the business people ahead of the bums and junkies all the time.
2: That's what I've been arguing for for a long time. It's
1: fair. It's right. Well, Don't be the yeah. That's the West Coast bum explosion new uh, sounder. Wow. I'm really have... good work, Michael. That was layered.
2: I'm going to have to hear that again. Oh, uh, yeah. That was nuanced. Yes, we're going to look into in depth Michael's new sound effect for the homelessness explosion. It's the West Coast Bum Explosion. The
0: West Coast Yeah! Yeah.
1: Maybe we'll talk about that later. Again, that's the West Coast Bum Explosion? The West Coast Yeah! Yeah. So good.
2: So multi layered. So good. You'd write a
0: 400 page
2: book on that. Let's get the news now with
0: Marcia Phillips. <laughs> well, Pelosi, Schiff, together again, holding a joint news briefing Schiff. today.
2: Just
1: one
0: letter off. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi calling this a very sad time for America.
1: Having the investigation to feature President is not uh, anything to be joyful about.
0: But during their joint, did pres- you hear that uh, uh,
1: squad? Did you hear me? Don't act joyful, or you'll queer the whole deal. That's what she's saying. But
0: during their briefing, California Democrat Adam Schiff made it plain. We're not fooling around here, though. Schiff, who heads up the House Intel Committee, strongly advised the Trump administration to cooperate in the investigation of the Ukraine scandal, which is at the heart of the impeachment inquiry. Pelosi, at one point, being asked by a reporter. Is it possible that you're making too much of one phone call? Absolutely not. Pelosi going on to add. We will have investigations and questioning that are worthy of the Constitution of the United States.
1: Oh, will you? It's unworthy of the Constitution of the United States to do what he did in that call. And he admitted to me, he said, it's perfect. No, it's not perfect. It's wrong.
2: So he called her last, what was it, Wednesday, Thursday morning. He called Nancy and said, look, this is what happened on the phone call. It's no big deal. He tried to convince her before she uh, came out and made that statement. Mm -hmm. Look, it's no big deal. His term, it was a perfect phone call.
1: Which he's repeated over and over again.
2: Yeah, Odd. What, what does that mean? Who says <gasps> that? Nobody. It was a perfect phone call. No, a, for, a perfect phone call is a text. That's what a perfect <laughs> phone call is. There you go. Very good point. A yeah.
1: perfect phone call is, hey, do you want to come over here and let's have sex? Um, Click on my way. The perfect phone call. That's the perfect phone call. Come home fast. I
2: want to make love. So we were watching those two on the TV, and I asked Joe off the air. I said, what do you think they're up to? What do you think their plan is? Are they just full-on planning to go as far and fast as they can with impeachment? Or are they hoping to just drag this out and be in the background during the run-up to the election? I just I don't know what they're up to exactly. Think,
1: you know, number one, they're going to dig up everything they can and then spin it so that it sounds as scary as possible. And continue what's become the obvious strategy. The drumbeat the last couple of days is saying national security. That that phone call to the Ukrainian comedian where Trump's obsessed with Joe Biden, um, that uh, or Hunter Biden, that that's a threat to national security. Never explaining exactly why, but so you keep that drumbeat up and see if you can dig up more scary stuff and maybe the impeachment thing works.
2: I wonder what their timing Secondly,
1: is, Secondly, though. though, try to drum up more and more Trump fatigue. So people just think, you know, this whole thing's just way too stressful. Okay, so
2: that'd be an argument for them wanting to drag it out, though, right? I've heard various d- Democratic strategists say they want to do this fast while people are fired up about it. Yeah. But it seems to me you got to drag it out to get the impact. Because if you could do it in the next 48 hours, the result would be... He's uh, The House says, yeah, we got to impeach him. The Senate would say he's not going anywhere. And right. it would be over. Would, and yeah. so
1: what would you get out I, of it? I think that's the same as saying accusing me of dragging out trying to lose weight. If I go as fast as I can, it's going to be dragged out. But it might happen. Hmm. Yeah, because the Republicans, well, everybody involved understands that. And they're going to make uh, Adam Schiff show fight for every bit of testimony he gets. Fight for every document he gets.
2: I'm just wondering if maybe the Republicans might not be better off. Uh, let's do it as fast as you can. Have the vote today. Run it through. We won't oppose anything. We'll come up your answer questions. We're going to be fine. The Senate will say he gets to say, and we're done. Adam Schiff would say, no way. No, we're having a hearing a week from next Thursday. We <sighs> want to talk to Pompeo. Okay, how about this afternoon? You can talk to me this right. afternoon. I'll tell you everything you need to know. And let's keep this going. Right. Yeah, that would be fun. Go as fast as possible.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: I'm going to tell you, a lot of action on Wall Street today, which means... We need a one-word market update from Positive Sean. Ah, the
2: market is malaise. What? Malaise. Oh, malaise. malaise. <laughs> a general feeling of discomfort, illness, or uneasiness whose exact cause is difficult to identify. Oh, well, well, that's a good one. The yes. market can't be malaise. Well, that's that's good. good. Well, it is. It could Joe. be malaised. Yes. Well, so, sure that too. The uh, it's down five hundred some points. Yeah. What? All, so? yeah, all so? major indexes about down two mm, percent. Whatever. Bye.
0: Well, end of all days, Russian President Vladimir Putin has joined in, joking that always helpful. Joking that his nation will interfere in the 2020 U.S. election. Mm -hmm. Is that a joke? (laughs) Putin was asked at an energy conference if he was concerned that Russia might interfere. He replied, "I'll tell you a secret. Yes, we'll definitely do it." Then, in the stage whisper, he added, "Just don't tell anyone."
1: Oh, well, that is some good stuff.
0: He's a funny
2: man. He's a yeah. he's a hilarious murderer. Hell of a hockey player too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, he also yeah. said uh, we didn't mess around in the 2016 election. I'm way too busy to have time to mess around in other people's right. elections, which is hilarious. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you, I don't believe you.
1: <laughs> you hire a few dozen hackers and have them do it in them skull. We know that. Who are you fooling with this stuff, Vlad? Gotta be careful. I'll end up with a belly full of polonium.
0: No <laughs> kidding. Just a quick Bernie update. Bernie Sanders is in the hospital. Uh, His uh, presidential campaign is saying that he's in Las Vegas. He's resting. He had a heart procedure for a blocked artery. His uh, wife is apparently on her way to Las Vegas. So supposedly he's in good spirits, but all campaign stops have been put on hold. And UPS is getting approval from the FAA to operate a drone delivery service. The company's flight forward program plans to use the approval to deliver packages to hospital campuses, with the potential to expand to other services later.
1: Oh yeah, I mostly scoff at the whole—you know—Amazon and FedEx and UPS are all going to be sending drones. The air is going to no, be. No, they thick aren't. With drones dropping off, you know, the socks you ordered. No, they're Occasionally not. Occasionally crashing, huh? landing on your head. But the idea on these big hospital campuses right. is
2: you can zoom
1: something. From one building to another or up to a different floor or whatever, sure. you know, in time for the operation
0: when right. what have you. Right, so. right. Big time saver. But you said UPS?
1: Uh, or, yeah, who, who? UPS. That confused me. Does UPS get the blood from the lab to the... Operating room. I, guess, I guess their flight
0: forward program is focusing okay. right now on medical facilities, so that's uh, what they got the approval for. You know, UPS and, and FedEx
1: are much more interesting customers than I think the usual consumer understands. And if you read anything about logistics, the business of logistics, you understand it, right? They do a hell of a lot um, for companies, um, helping them keep their inventory properly stocked and just all sorts of logistical stuff that boggles the mind it's amazing what can be done these days i wish i was a tenth smart enough to get into that industry
0: one last note the rock returning to wwe dwayne johnson announcing he's going to be back in the ring for the relaunch and 20th anniversary of smackdown live
2: can you is he the can you smell when i'm cooking yeah. guy or... yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it he would he would ask you a question anybody like, hey, hey what are you what are you doing saturday jack and then you would try to answer uh, I don't know. It, it no, doesn't no. matter what you're doing. <laughs> and then he'd go off on a monologue. It was, it was great when uh, I was 12.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Smackdown Live is going to premiere from Staples Center in L.A. Friday at 8 p.m. How old is The Rock these days? He's in his 40s, right?
2: Mid-40s? He's still plenty young enough to uh, yeah, jump off the that. railing and...
0: However old he is in, he's 47. in, he's in yeah. better shape than I was when I was 20 years his junior. <laughs> exactly, Flying scissor kick somebody. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong at Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Hey, hey indulge me in this, would you? This is totally off the topic,
1: but I see Amy Klobuchar up on uh, MSNBC. And I've thought from the beginning, she's such a good candidate, and on paper I hear her talk a little bit, and I think, man, she's smart, she's tough, she's moderate, why why isn't she, she's Minnesotan, why isn't she catching fire as a candidate? Hey, Michael, make it so I can play some audio, would you? Uh, we got too many buttons to push. Listen, listen to this, would you please? The president actually sent out a tweet. He made fun of me for talking about climate change in the middle of a blizzard, and he called me Snow Woman. So I wrote back, hey Donald Trump, the science is on my side, and I'd like to see how your hair would fare in a blizzard. So I wrote back, hey Donald Trump, the science is on my side, and I'd like to see how your
0: hair would fare in a blizzard.
1: So I wrote back, Donald Trump, the science is on my side. And I'd like to see how your hair would fare in a blizzard. Uh,
2: that's her Some big t- laugh line that she repeats at every oh, speech. Pokemon, <laughs> go to the
0: poll. Oh, oh yeah.
2: boy. She's had a couple swings in Mrs. Humor-wise. Why hasn't she just abandoned that? You, not everybody has to be funny. Because her consultants are telling her she got to be. Well, then hire a joke writer or something.
1: Yeah, I think
2: Because she had one during the debate. I don't remember what it was. It was just, oh. She's had a couple of those where she uh she say she lays out, like, kind of steps back and waits for the reaction. It's just oh, dude, you're killing me. I'm not yeah.
0: laughing, damn it! I'm not laughing.
1: Yeah. yeah, the unfunny don't know how unfunny they are. It's yeah. tragic, really, if you think about it. <laughs> sad. <laughs> Be sad. We're gonna, like like we're, Nancy Pelosi.
2: We're gonna finish this show strong. We promise. Yeah.
0: I saw Schiff trying to go 15, you know, call him Shifty Schiff. We don't call him Shifty Schiff for nothing. He's a shifty, dishonest guy who, by the way, was critical of one of the great secretary of states. Graduated number one in his class at West Point. Graduated top of it, one of the top in his class at Harvard Law School. The most honorable person, Mike Pompeo. And this guy was negative on Mike Pompeo. He can't, you know. There's an expression. He couldn't carry his blank strap. I won't say it because they'll say it was so terrible to say. But that guy couldn't carry his blank strap. <laughs>
1: mm, jock, Alex. Uh, what? What's the uh, guitar? Steve Harvey. <laughs> what's? The, how do you answer that? Uh, survey says Jock.
2: Ding. Eh. I think it's guitar strap. <laughs> I doubt it. So I'm reading this book called, uh, what's it called? It, uh, Life 3.0. And it's from when you're leading uh, geniuses about AI, artificial intelligence. He particularly centralizes on AGI, artificial generalized intelligence, because we are quite a ways down the road toward artificial intelligence. You can come up with a computer computer. That can beat human beings at a specific task If you program it to do that task Artificial general intelligence We're still a long way away from yet though The ability to just like figure out whatever And then learn whatever mm-hmm. um, the, the more I read about this artificial intelligence stuff As far as long as we are With the most incredible computing power That beyond anything anybody could even have Not that many decades ago Still not even close to the human brain Still not even close To our ability to figure out you know, what do I want to learn, and then how go, how do I go about learning it? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then bring in all the experiences of your life, and who do I talk to, and where do I look? Just computers can't do that
1: yet. And then something like, as somebody is trying to teach you what you've asked them, you recognizing, wait a minute, their biases or their stringing you along or whatever, just a, a thousand nuances of
2: interaction. Or to change your mind at some point. Maybe and not say, a thousand, maybe it's like seven or eight, I don't know. I don't think I do need to learn this, because now this is happening, so I think I'm going to learn that. Computers just don't, you know, yeah. will they ever be able to get there? Well, some people think they won't ever be able to get there. Some people think they will, and that, that we're going to have, maybe in the next couple of decades, some of the smartest people think it'll be within a couple of decades, we'll, we'll hit that point where computers are smarter than people and can learn on their own, and then what happens then?
1: Robot overlords.
2: So the guy who runs Google is a billionaire and Elon Musk and all these different people from around the world have been getting together and trying to put together a group of minds and signing various like a cabal of tech billionaires, you say, (laughs) and signing various like proclamations. Are we all on board that we're 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 going to use it for good and not evil or that we're going to do this or this? Sure. You know,
1: sure. We're on board. Signed, Google.
2: Well, and 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 even they twirling their mustache, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and whoever's trying to do it in China isn't on board, so oh, or Russia, so whatever. Right. But here's one interesting thing that 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 had never even occurred to me. Um, Elon Musk is talking to is it Larry Page, the billionaire from Google? Yes. yes. Um, Elon Musk and him are talking, and they're having this conversation, and Elon Musk is against. Uh, a lot of this AI stuff because he's afraid of where it might go, what the what the computers might be doing. And Larry Page and some of the other geniuses in the in the in the world that are going to be pushing this forward and will make it happen. They said you're being too um, carbon-based centric. You're being a speciesist. They see mm-hmm. artificial intelligence as a as a life form. The de- definition of life being anything that can replicate itself and like learn on its own, like. Animals and humans can. Yeah. We can replicate ourselves, but they see that as a, as a life form, and to value us over that is being a speciesist, or or being you know carbon based biased toward what what I yeah. refer to as life as humans, and that if they took over and did better, so what? What's the problem with that?
1: That's easy to say as a late middle aged billionaire. Yeah, you're not going to be around to see the you know when when the flesh is being consumed by the. Killer robots. What, how, I assume they eat humans.
2: How fascinating is that? To me, that was I didn't know that there were people behind this that have that view. Oh yeah, if humankind gets replaced by this, that's just an evolution of life. It's as, like from ape to human. As did happen to the dinosaurs, so will happen to us and we will that sort of thinking. How does anybody see that as a good thing? Yeah, but the dinosaurs didn't design the meteor.
1: You know? They didn't build it and turn it loose. This will be interesting. Let's see what happens.
2: What do you think of the
1: Yucatan Peninsula? Sounds good.
2: You really get into some (laughs) weird moral stuff or stuff that blows my mind from a philosophy standpoint or a god and religion, if you believe that, because I want... I care about my kids and I want them to have kids and, you know, to raise them a certain way in a family line and a culture and all that sort of stuff. All that stuff would disappear, obviously, mm-hmm. if humans go away and computers take over. And some people think that's a good thing. Yeah. How? Why? Who benefits from that? The computers? The planet, I guess? They uh-huh. think? I don't know. It. I can't even wrap my head around it. Mm. I've been thinking about this for a couple of days since I read it. There are humans that think we'd be better off being replaced by computers. Why? Do they think we'd be better off, or they just think it's inevitable? No, they're they're very excited about it. They think it'd be better for huh. the planet, for one thing. They would treat the planet better. And so we'd be better off without human beings. Well, if that's the way it ends, at our own hands. You know, I can
1: picture God in the void before there was a universe, according to the book of Genesis, uh-huh. uh, saying to the sun, wait till you see how this ends. I got this all planned out. You're not going
2: to believe what these people do. Wow. Taking a bite from the tree of knowledge. It's a real twist. <laughs> hey, kids, it's that time again. Fire back. With Armstrong and Getty. You're being a speciesist if you if you prize humanity over computers. Um, shut up. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. I'm that species. I'm rooting for mine. Hey, let's get a final
1: thought briefly from everybody. Michelangelo in the control room. Fire away.
0: Yeah, Jack said earlier today that 25% of people have lost an important friendship over politics. I lost a friend that I knew since I was five over a heated flat tax discussion. (laughs) So if you want to keep your friendships, don't discuss politics. That's a good point, Marshall Phillips. Final thought. It is a new month, so once again, I've scratched my itch. We'll see Friday if I can bring home the bacon this time. Positive
2: Sean, final thought. Yes, uh, I did a trailer time with Positive Sean for the Joker movie that's coming out this weekend. Uh, If you want to check that out, go to armstrongandgetty.com. I also have a new one featuring The Irishman tomorrow. Oh. A new mob movie uh, Jack, final thought for us Yeah, I'm going to see the mob movie <laughs> Since you just mentioned it. That'll be the first movie I've seen in a theater in forever. I don't know how I'm going to pull it off. I might have to tell my wife we have a meeting or something and go to the movie. I don't know how Deceit, I'll play along. that's the way. Huh? Deceit, that's Deceit. the way. I'll play along, that way you'll owe me one.
1: Uh, new today at com, the on-demand podcast, the One More Thing podcast. We have an extra-large podcast and all sorts of stuff to listen to. My final thought is the seven-year auto loan is now the most popular sort of loan. Oof. Listen, as much as you can. If you want something, maybe even "quote unquote" need something, wait till you got the money to pay for it. Maybe it's not a car. Maybe start on a couch and work your way up to a car. Going all Dave Ramsey on you here.
2: Can't drive your couch to work.
1: I'm not sure you're tracking with. I must not be.
2: Maybe the computers
1: are a better thing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Armstrong and Getty, wrapping up another grueling four-hour
1: workday. So anyway, go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us mailbag at
2: armstrongandgetty.com. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America.
0: You having a good time? Okay, I I did not say that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. (laughs) That's sad. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say... How very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words.
1: It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you
0: want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? The West Coast. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Armstrong and Getty.